An unexpected gap has now been closed in the frequency of the Charlottesville Community Engagement newscast and newsletter with the arrival of this installment for December 22nd, 2020. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs, for a dispatch of what's been happening and not much of what's coming up in the next few days. The holiday time is here, layered upon the continuing coronavirus crisis. On today's show, the Charlottesville Police Civilian Review Board finishes out 2021. Three major commercial purchases have taken place in Charlottesville this month. The Charlottesville Area Community Foundation hands out some awards, and a new park at Southwood gets a name. There's only a few days left until Christmas, but there's still time to shop online and support Black-owned businesses in Charlottesville. Today's Patreon-fueled shout-out is for you to check out a curated gift guide for several Black-owned businesses. You can see the link in the newsletter. This includes apparel from Dope Fashion to gifts from The Hive. Check it out today and show your support. Since the last newsletter went out on Thursday, the Virginia Department of Health has reported another 18,388 cases, with a seven-day average of new cases today of 3,791. The Blue Ridge Health District reports another 318 cases since Thursday, and the trend is for more cases in the outlying counties. For instance, Louisa County has added 59 cases in the past five days, compared with 41 in the city of Charlottesville over that period. Nelson has also had 41 cases reported, and Green has had 34 cases, and Fluvanna has had 28. Albemarle, the most populated locality in the Blue Ridge Health District, has had 115 new cases. Over the weekend, news coverage surfaced that the latest epidemiological model put together by the Biocomplexity Institute at the University of Virginia predicts a surge of 98,000 cases a week in Virginia in the first week of February. The reproductive rate was reported at 1.394 on December 14th, with one being a number that health officials have said we don't want to be over. The final meeting of the Charlottesville City Council happened last night, and we'll have more from that in the next few newsletters. In fact, the next two weeks will include information from meetings I've not had a chance to get to yet. That includes the Charlottesville Police Civilian Review Board, which met last Thursday. The public comment during Thursday's meeting of the CRB gave a chance for people to discuss recent events. Here's CRB member Nancy Carpenter. I want this to be a community engagement session uh, right. in, in real, in, in, instead of the real like public comment uh, in light of what's you know been happening in our community over the past few months and um, you know recently and to you know give people who want to uh, look at us as a liaison between the community and you know potential um, police misconduct. The CRB has been asking for a separate attorney to represent its interests, as opposed to someone from the city attorney's office. James Watson is the CRB's chair. That is still in negotiation. So the city, again, has identified a, a law firm and, uh, you know, the procurement office and that law firm are still working out all the numbers. So hopefully uh, sometime in the early new year, we will have the uh, legal, legal representation Carpenter said she wanted the law firm to be able to review the upcoming ordinance changes that will be made to reflect new state legislation. However, Watson said there are some caveats. The law firm that is going to support us is really only uh, scoped out to support us in the event 
that we're, uh, we're conducting a hearing or there's some type of conflict in something that we, we basically see one way in the, in the city uh, sees differently. The People's Coalition, a project of the Legal Aid Justice Center, has offered to provide this legal advice on behalf of the CRB. Watson said the CRB has received a total of eight complaints since July, six of which are closed. One of the complaints is from the man at the center of a recent controversy between the Unitarian Universalist Church and Charlottesville Police Chief Rochelle Brackney. We've sent uh, Mr. Hoffman a, a letter saying that if he would like us to uh, pursue a hearing um, pertaining to his complaint that, uh, you know, we could do so. Um, I've, I've been advised that when, when we get these complaints and we come on this meeting, you know, we uh, it's just limited what we can talk about these cases that are under internal affairs investigation <clears throat> while those investigations are being conducted. The city is seeking applications for a vacancy on the CRB. The deadline to apply is January 22, 2021. You can click for more information on that vacancy and to apply in the newsletter. City resident Tracy Hopper told the CRB that she feels the position needs to be filled as soon as possible. And I support any and all of your efforts to encourage city council to do that quickly, as soon as possible, because I've been following all the changes with the legislation and also the history with the board to start with. And you guys have a lot of work to do. <laughs> and you need as many people as possible to help you. The vacancy was not filled at the meeting last night. A shopping center on Preston Avenue in Charlottesville has changed hands. The two-acre Preston Plaza has sold for $6.5 million to a limited liability company based in Charlottesville. The shopping center was built in 1968 according to the city's property records. The land and its improvements were assessed for just under $5 million this year, and the address associated with the new owner traces back to the company PBM Capital, which has offices in Charlottesville. In another commercial sale, a two-story office building in downtown Charlottesville constructed in 1994 to house National Optronics has been sold to a limited liability company. In November 2018, Charlottesville Tomorrow reported that the property would be redeveloped by 100 Avon LLC as a mixed-use building. Now the property has been transferred at a price of $4.5 million, or about 10% less than its assessed value. The historic warehouse that houses South Street Brewery and several offices has been sold to a company called West South Street LLC. 106 South Street sold for $3.28 million on December 8th, or about 39% over the assessed value of $2.35 million. The same LLC purchased the building next door in November 2019 for $1.4 million. Four area nonprofits have been awarded three grants to allow them to expand their operations. The Prana Fund at the Charlottesville Area Community Foundation has announced 22,847 grants in all. The Prana Fund is a creation of Karen and Bryce Smith, who seek to support initiatives that integrate environmental education and the visual arts through hands-on educational opportunities for children living in Charlottesville and or Albemarle County. The Rivanna Conservation Alliance and Lighthouse Studio will work together on a project called Telling Watershed Stories Through Film for Albemarle County middle school students who speak English as a second language. 
The Murray Community School will receive funding to expand its grab-and-go kits for science, technology, engineering, and math education. Their Saturday series of workshops have not been able to be held due to the pandemic. Finally, Camp Wild Rock will get funding for a summer day camp with city elementary schools. By immersing themselves in the wooded areas behind the schools and parks within walking distance, children will develop a feeling of connection and concern for nature in their own community. Residents have named a new park that will be part of the redeveloped Southwood Mobile Home Park. Habitat for Humanity of Greater Charlottesville announced that Five Pillars Park will be named that way to reflect values espoused by the University of Virginia's basketball coach, Tony Bennett. According to a press release, Bennett recently met with residents who were helping design the first village. Those pillars are humility, servanthood, passion, unity, and thankfulness. As part of the first village, 50 current Southwood families are getting assistance with their finances to save up for new homes. Habitat purchased the land in 2007, and the Albemarle Board of Supervisors rezoned for the first and the Albemarle Board of Supervisors rezoned land for the first phase in August 2019. Construction on the first homes is expected to begin this upcoming summer. And that's it for this installment of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast and Newsletter. We'll be back at some point in the future, not quite sure when, with another installment. Thanks for listening, and stay safe out there.